Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben is yes. right across from me. How you doing, buddy? Good, yourself? Still an elected committee person? I think so. I'm, I'm just going to be a co-host today. But, Business uh, owner. With uh, 237 other people, yes. Right. Yes. Uh, and, one two hundredth of a fine local business, or yeah. no, fine national business, really. Yeah, right? Regional, regional, middle-landed. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and uh, also uh, enjoying the uh, pre-Halloween Friday on the Mark show. Th- this should be a big one, Mark. You got, you got high school football. You got something called the World Series. Going on. Yeah, we got it all going on. You going to be out in the woods with your... No, tomorrow we're still just practicing. We'll be hunting next weekend. But the archery's been underway for a month now. And also we have a fine guest and a calling guest uh, coming in next half hour. Joanne Stair, Republican candidate in the 107th District. She's on the ballot and always has been. She'll be calling in about quarter after 9 a.m. or so. But let's get to the... All right, uh, let's get to it. What do you have to say, Sunbury Motors? Then Mike gets to... have the floor. Yeah. Are you guys done? <laughs> On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We'll start out with the phone lines closed, then we'll open them up so you get 10 minutes to wait until you have to answer a telephone <laughs> line. Our good producer today is Matt Catrillo on the other oh, side Matt of the Cattrillo. glass. So oh, good. Matt. Matt's going to be playing probably some uh, Rocky Horror picture show bumper music, I hope, for I, the uh, I, festive I, occasions. I do not think so. No, he's still not moping over the This Yankees is his 11th here. job he has to do while he's in the building mm. today, so I don't think he's going to be searching up schmancy uh, Halloween music, although uh, ask Kevin. He he has a Halloween bumper cart that has some stuff in it. Yeah, he can turn you on to that. Yeah, what, what are we going to listen to? The Monster Mash? Yes, that's there, <laughs> plus a bunch of other ones. Yep, it's That's 100% true. All right, well, with that, we welcome to our studios Mike Mullisevich, Lewisburg resident, private businessman, Mullisevich Environmental, and a lot of folks who are in the real estate to business, investing, and uh, just the uh, sort of the forward-thinking folks around here have heard of him. He's also did some presentations during Northumberland's 250th anniversary and Sunbury semi-quincentennial about the Sanborn maps that uh, really walk you through a town's history, almost building by building. You can almost visualize yourself down in the streets. Talked about a huge industrial complex that was in Sunbury that uh, disappeared over the years. Hard to believe. But uh, with trams overhead and uh, holding ponds and a, a ca- canal down to the river, and then you look at it today, it, you'd be hard-pressed to even figure out it was there. Mike, thanks for coming in. You're welcome, Mark. Great to be here. Ben Reikley. Uh, I'm sure we'll just get right into it. Uh, as the people know, uh, with some signs around the area, I am running for the Pennsylvania 15th Congressional District. Ben and I were looking over the map. I had to teach him a few things. Uh, <laughs> 
where things were <laughs> in, in relation to the, the district. The 15th Congressional District is the largest new district in Pennsylvania. It consists of 18 counties from the, basically the Susquehanna River, roughly, not literally, to the Allegheny River, to the New York border. Uh, very large, and uh, that's what I've been traveling through, going through a lot of new territory, a lot of little towns that I've never been to, which has been great, meeting a lot of new people, and discussing the issues, and trying to do my part, and uh, give the people a choice of uh, uh, in this election. Been to all 18 counties? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah, we right. see you. When we get the Meadville news, we know you've been there because your picture's there. And uh, out of the district. Uh, oh, is it? Meadville's yeah, out Meadville. of the district. Okay. Sixteenth. So. Come on, Mark. Okay. Uh, once you get the map, you get to learn this. Well, uh, basically, this district is huge, and I and I think that should be brought up and talked about too. It is essentially, if you put an H over Pennsylvania, it's the entire top of the H. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's really just crazy. How many people in the new? 15th? Uh, all all districts are roughly about the same. That's yeah. the challenge of re redistricting. Uh, it's roughly about three-quarters of a million people, okay. uh, uh, 700 to 750 to 760,000 uh, people. Okay. That's why when you get to the metropolitan areas, the districts are smaller. The population is more dense. And this is the district that uh, uh, Congressman Keller was carved out of. They placed his home inside this district. Keller would have had the opportunity to run in any district if he so chose, but declined to run against any of the individuals that are already in office in these places. Why run for U.S. Congress, Mike? Well, about... Let, 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 since we're talking redistricting, let's just back up to the spring of uh, this year. We went through a redistricting process. Every 10 years, it's part of the Constitution. Re redistricting is a good, normal process. Gerrymandering is the political influence on redistricting, okay? So that happens every 10 years. I got in at the primary because, if you recall, every time a new map came out when we were uh, following all this, we were in a different district. And it wasn't until the final map was accepted that we ended up being in, in the 15th. And that was literally several weeks before the deadline for the primary for people to get, uh, candidates to get their uh, petitions in. And there was uh, a, a guy from the western part of the district uh, who was going to file as a Democrat, but failed to get a number of uh, adequate signatures. You needed a thousand. So at that point, we realized that there was no one going to be on the ballot for the Democrats in the 15th Congressional District. I was part of the discussion, and this was right about the time when the Roe v. Wade decision had come out. The January 6th hearings were in play, another school shooting, and they basically said, Mike, are you in? And I said, yes, I'm in. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines and, and uh, do nothing. And I wanted to be on the field and be part of uh, the effort to give uh, the voters a uh, a choice uh, in, in place of Mr. Thompson. Uh, the Re Republican Accountability Project, uh, Republicans, uh, hence the name, uh, rated Mr. Thompson uh, with an F. Uh, and uh, he did not uh, exercise good judgment in voting against uh, certifying the electoral count in, in 2021, uh, voted to side with the Texas uh, lawsuit against Pennsylvania. There's a list of other issues. And 
uh, when I when I drive around and, and visit these rural areas, uh, people are disappointed in him. He, he doesn't go out. Uh, Mr. Thompson declined three debates with me. Three. Well, he's ignoring us. He won't even reply to our messages and tell us to pound sand. He just doesn't reply at all. So, And that's his congressional office. You'd think, you know, it's a government entity. At least they could tell us to, you know, go to H-E double toothpicks or something, but they won't even do that. Exactly. And and to bring it home, he, he declined one with the uh, Central Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Bob Garrett reached out to him, and uh, Bob said, uh, Mike, sorry, number three. However, however, he, he did uh, agree to uh, a Zoom uh, streaming uh, debate sponsored by the Center Daily Times, uh, based in, in the State College area, because the, the newspaper there, which, good for them, was uh, disappointed that that uh, they turned down the league debate, so they stepped up. Good for them. They, you know, and so they had, uh, it was a candidates forum with uh, some local state candidates and, and, and me, and so he showed up for that. And also, uh, last week I was at a debate. Again, they seem to now want to call them candidates forum because they, they'll work in other, other candidates. And it was sponsored by the uh, Clinton County Christian Coalition. And he showed up at that one, and it was in person. Unfortunately, it was uh, uh, they wanted to stream it live, and they had technical difficulties, and it wasn't able to st be streamed live. But he did show up, and he did his part. I did my part, and uh, I raised the issues uh, that I wanted to raise. So, yeah. Okay, so January 6th is in play. You mentioned that. What are other issues that really clearly differentiate you from uh, from the congressman? Well, accessibility. Ben and I, you know, when we're getting uh, reacquainted here. Um, you two are already acquainted because of business dealings, it, I assume? It, it, exactly. That's, I have been, do, <laughs> as you know, with my introduction, uh, I've been doing community service uh, my entire life. Uh, it started out in Cedacog, and, and my jurisdiction in, in working and providing energy conservation services, renewable energy, environmental services is a good significant part of Central Pena. Uh, I've grown up in this area, I went to school in this area, and Ben and I <laughs> went to the same college. Uh, this has been my home. So I've been doing community service to this area. So now it's, it's just a transformation of uh, business service, community service, and my business has been helping business. I've been involved in more real estate transactions than, than some realtors and bankers. Uh, bankers and realtors and finance people call me when, when they have troubles with closing deals, and Ben and I have worked on some. So that's been my business, and so I know the area, I know business, and uh, I think I could do a much better job than he is and be more accessible. So it then transforms into constituent service. So... All right, flip that mic up so it's facing you just a little bit more. Uh, let's talk about some of the issues in particular, U.S. economy, inflation. We had, we did have a quarter of growth, believe it or don't. It was just reported yesterday, but there's, I never saw so many asterisks attached to to one economical number, if there ever was one. But uh, So let's talk about the economy and inflation. If elected, uh, covering uh, 700,000 some Pennsylvanians, what will you take to Washington? Well, accessibility, uh, I will return your phone calls. I am I am here. I'm not going to avoid the media. So I, I will be accessible and also accessible to the uh, the constituents. Uh, I wouldn't know how many exactly, uh, what, what, what a budget would allow for how many offices uh, throughout this new district. Uh, but I would try to locate uh, regional uh, uh, 
representative offices. You know, State College would seem to be in the middle of the district to be a log logical point, and uh, one in the western part of the uh, district and uh, one in the, the eastern part, and give us three. If there was a fourth one, maybe up uh, towards Cowdersport or across the Route 6 area. The uh, oh, um, what what I what I bring to the to the table is is my experience, background, knowledge, education, and I, I think with regard to your your question on on, on the economy and inflation. Energy is a driving, connected part of what controls and, and drives inflation. And we need to increase our use of energy with, from an efficient conservation perspective to reduce our demand on internationally imported uh, fuel. So that, that factor can be removed, and then we transition to as much renewable and independent uh, energy produced here so that uh, we're... You know, the, the international uh, events such as Ukraine aren't uh, affecting that part of the inflation factor. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll open up the phones. We'll put uh, Matt to work to answer telephones. And Ben's got a list of questions, stinging, biting, cornering questions that are designed to entrap your acquaintance here. <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll continue on our show. But feel free to call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.wkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. To my surprise... He did the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. D.D. Thompson currently holds that seat out of Howard, PA. Uh, Mike's talking to us about why he's running, trying to make a difference, inflation in the economy. Talked a little bit about that, his business uh, background. And uh, Ben, you got a good question for? Uh, well, let me. Oh, let me say this: one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. If you have a question for our candidate, you can email us at on the market Mike knows a ton about energy, so all you folks that are unhappy with President Biden's energy policy and do want to go solar, now's your chance to go oh, solar. There is an energy policy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that was the point that I, I, I tried to bring up uh, at my discussion with uh, with Thompson. He kept referring to no one has had an energy policy in this country. That's been you know my my master's degree was in energy and environmental policy, and no one, no administration has had a, a true energy but, but policy. Mike, I would look at it this way. I, I've always talked about. I have no. I mean, I feel I'm a conservationist. I mean, conserve, understand, conserve. I don't know a lot of farmers 
a lot of contractors that try to do harm to the earth per se, particularly farmers, because they have to have that land to make their living. Contractors come in, carve it up, hopefully for the betterment, but you see dams, you see certain things built. My point is, how how do you get to a... uh, how do you get into the United States where you see the diversity, meaning what goes on in the southwest, particularly in water, what you what you see going on in the northwest, particularly uh, lumber and, and the resources? But but how, how do you put the resources to work for the betterment of most people, meaning that they're always going to be folks? But when you see people in the Sierra Club that have left the Sierra Club because things have gotten too far out, when you see now people looking for renewable energies and they've missed I believe personally the biggest renewable in nuclear nuclear done properly is is, is excellent you see the small modular plants but do you think there's a possibility of getting to a consistent policy that administration administration can go to meaning that 20 years from now you and I are sitting around going remember we were talking with Lawrence at that time yeah, he was a good old guy but you know now we have policies that made sense and moved America forward and under Understood that fossil fuels are going to play a part. Green energy is going to play a part. Well, there's a lot of question there. One of the things I mentioned at the candidates night the other night, there should be a time limit on a question. <laughs> <laughs> so it was uh, all right here, here, on well, the Mark, energy. Mark only gives me one, so I asked five within one. Well, so here's here's my point. No one, when they talk about energy, ener- they always want to go right to the sources, drilling, digging, etc. Efficiency should always be part of the discussion, Mm -hmm. and no one does that, because that's something that we all can do as individuals. Reduce demand, increase supply, Econ 101. Right, Ben? So that's that's the part, and we need to maximize that. The The future, believe it or not, it belongs to the efficient and the sustainable use of resources. So the quicker we get there, the better. Fossil fuels will always be needed as a feedstock to make things. Mm-hmm. It will be too valuable to burn. Anthracite and bituminous are getting the market. The natural gas industry has pushed coal out of the market from burning it to making electricity. 33% efficiency, the Shemokin Dam coal plant was. What is it now? 76 to 80%. And with fewer employees. That the, So the market, the efficiency, the technology, the heat pump technology is just amazing in what we can do. So that's the goal. And, and with regard to agriculture, it's the same thing. Just think, every farm could be farming, growing crops, hemp, whatever it is, corn, soybeans. In addition, if it's dairy, uh, swine, or uh, chicken, they could also be making gas. Manure in a closed system, anaerobic system, could make methane. Our landfills are making methane. So it, it has to be a mix. Also keep in mind with regard to your point on nuclear, it only produces electricity. We still will need liquid fuels, not just electrical mm-hmm. fuels. So what energy do we need, what types of energy, and how do we get them most efficiently and use them most efficiently? And sometimes we talk about where do the solar panels come from? Do we want to be overly dependent on China? What goes into the automobile batteries? Do they have a harsher footprint on the planet than just burning natural gas? This is very complicated, but you're in the know on this. Sure. With regard to batteries and and, and minerals and and production, it's a one-time use. 
right? So you make the panel, it's on the roof or the ground, and the source of the fuel is renewable. And the batteries, they'll be in the feedstock and in the cycle to be, re to be recycled. Whereas fuel, you burn it once and it's, it's done. And Again, though, on nuclear, is is the hurdle too high? Has has the politics on all sides just muddied that up where we can't get back to nuclear? I, I, I think it's well. It's not a matter of getting back to it. We already have it. We have it, but right. we're shutting down certain plants or those older, efficient, inefficient plants. Can they be reworked? Just like we talk locally here. If it can be done economically without again mm -hmm. without subsidies, if if it's productive and if it could make electricity and in the free market, in our capitalist market, sure, let 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 it go. But let's do it efficiently, properly, without subsidies. Unfortunately, well, we had Three Mile Island, yeah. Fukushima, and uh, the Ukrainian. Uh, help me. Well, well, uh, uh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. But, so but Fukushima was a, a tidal wave. It was tsunami that hit it, and they put their generators on the first floor instead of the third floor. But anyway, actually, it was worse than that. The they put the generators in the basement. In the basement. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So they could add a normal flood, and they would. But, but but I think your point though of the sustainability and understanding and, and I think you, you made a great point there pointing out feedstock creates this so if you have a base fossil fuel then you can create others right right but I, 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 you know the, the the fingers in the pie the money people that get in I, I just think nuclear has been ruined and it's sad because the technology has improved and I think we're going to see other countries do it so maybe they'll be the beta site and they're doing it already with the small modular nuclear well, plants. Well here's, here's the reality of one of my early trips out to western Pennsylvania, Armstrong County. I'm going to mention some counties our listeners may not be familiar. Yes, these are in Pennsylvania. So I go out to Armstrong County, I sit down with some local folks and the first question out of the gate, Mike, so if you're elected, what are you going to do about the nuclear waste? dump in our town. Wow. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Who, well, actually, if you studied the issue yeah. and, and if you follow this, Pittsburgh area was, uh, in the 1950s, did a lot of research on uh, nuclear energy, and it was connected to weapons. And then they uh, also had a small uh, modular uh, facility. And this was back when they just buried stuff. And so uh, the local uh, township of, uh, borough official, it was near uh, Leechburg, uh, gave me a quick tour. Not one fence, three fences with barbed wire, security cameras, and a detail in this facility. And uh, Mr. Thompson has never been there. Never bury someplace in a place that's called leech anything. That just sounds oh. like trouble waiting to happen. All right, some other big issues. Can you stay past the 9 o'clock? Sure. Hour? Okay, sure. good, because we haven't gotten to our issues. Uh, G.T. Thompson's welcome to the same amount of time, anytime, the same amount of chat, same host. You name, we'll, get, well, not the same host, but uh, uh, we'll We'll get them on here. Well, we could bring in the same host to keep it going. All right. Uh, election integrity. Let's talk about that. Republicans making a big deal about nothing. Uh, some folks say, well, we Pennsylvania <laughs> rigged it for Democrats last in the last election. What's your view on shoring up elections, either in your congressional district, statewide, or nationally? 
There's an organization that, uh, I think it's called the Carter um, Integrity Project that has outlined some uh, basic simple principles. This, you know, this was Jimmy Carter, who would go to other uh, uh, countries in order to help and oversee their elections. Um, when we go back, again, the controversy is, is back in 2020. 60 court cases, there was, there was no fraud. We had a reliable, safe, secure election. And it's just that once I didn't win, they weren't happy with it. And with regard to the fraud, the, the big lie, uh, we, we need to get the, the violence, the threats, and all of that out of volunteers. And then there's some paid people at the county, at county and state level. Uh, so we have a good system. Does it need to be tweaked every once in a while? Sure, it does. Uh, there's everything needs to be uh, improved. Uh, you pull the, the the manual off the shelf every once in a while. You make improvements and uh, let, let let's move on. But uh, fair, safe, accessible, and um, yeah. Let but the, aren't, aren't we getting into having instead of election day, election season, where you got mail-in ballots now that start? I mean, should 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 there be some I said that so people have some skin in the game in, in voting for their elected officials, meaning that if we make it efficient's one thing, if we make it just flat out easy, does it come, eh, I'll vote or eh, maybe I won't. But but wouldn't twenty days before an election be enough or to some people they'd like to vote year round? Well the, the, there's a lot of issues there what you just said, but uh, again, 50 states, 50 different mm -hmm. systems. Um, that's just the reality of what we have, uh, un unless the federal government steps in with a, a federally mandated process. Um, is it expensive? Well, you hear the numbers, and it's, it, it is a crazy uh, uh, adventure. Um, then you have, you, know, you have the money aspects, you have the length of it. Um, and right after this election is going to be over, people will be announcing for 2024, and it'll, it'll seem like it'll start all over. All right, we're going to talk about that in greater detail. Voter ID, we haven't discussed that yet. That's got to be brought up and talked about. We're talking to Mike Malasevich, Democratic candidate for U.S. Congress in the 15th District. His opponent has an open mic on this radio station uh, anytime. Sunrise on the mark, you name it, we'll, we'll let him go if he wishes to talk to us. We're going to talk to Mike a little bit more during the the 9 a.m. hour, we would invite your questions at that time. You're listening to News. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Welcome on board, WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Ben is directly across from me, Ben Reikley, my local business person, Republican committee person. He's an American first, family man. He's been down to New Orleans uh, more than anyone else in the building, I can guarantee you that. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open now. We have a guest here. We're still talking about the uh, election issues. Uh, our toll-free line is open, though, one 800 795 
You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com and text us at 70236. Always include the keyword OTM. We would love to hear from you today. With us is Mike Malasevich, Lewisburg resident, private business person, Democratic candidate for U.S. Congress in the 15th District. Let's see, photographer. Uh, you've done prints lately of the photographs you took in black and white of industrial relics, so a bit of a historian. Right, right. Uh, in college, I had my first 35-millimeter camera, and I wanted to go home to Mount Carmel in uh, Northumberland County on uh, breaks. I took my camera out and had taken photographs of Centralia and uh, coal breakers, collieries that were still standing, such as in Shemokin, the Glen Burn, uh, the Locust Summit uh, Breaker, and uh, various other relics uh, that just were scattered around the Mount Carmel, Shemokin, Centralia area. And I was able to save them, had them di digitally, professionally scanned, and then printed them. And eventually I would like to get them on my website and share them with others. Good. Ben? Well, going back to Again, the, the district being in Union or Snyder County, we're at the far southeast corner of the. Uh, if, if the district, if the district was Pennsylvania, we would be in Philadelphia. <laughs> Meaning Union oh, Snyder oh, County. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, right, right, so right, the right. district was the state of Pennsylvania. What, what have you seen across? We mentioned St. Mary's has a number, but the industries across this district, and, and where does this district fit into the future of Pennsylvania? Meaning into Pennsylvania to the United States. So is this district viable for the future with the jobs and, and what jobs will, can come out of here? Well, uh, because the size, it, it's it's very diverse. So you go across the northern tier, and it's heavily wooded. Uh, so lumbering is is part of that. Again, a if it, and it, it's pretty much done sustainably because you don't want to just whack the forest like we did in the early days and mm -hmm. then and then walk away. Which is how we got a lot of national forest land and yes. state forest land. And back in the days of Gifford Pinchot and uh, the early uh, the early conservationists. So we we have that and. Uh, and then you have uh, our traditional agriculture, soybean, corn, uh, dairy farms, uh, and uh, there are some industries uh, in the southwestern part. What was interesting, you're, you're closer to the, the Pittsburgh area market, uh, and that uh, is uh, totally in interesting because it was new for me in, in getting out there. Uh, State College, Penn State, uh, industries, uh, research, and then uh, the universities are scattered throughout. Uh, we also have the state universities going through a transition, uh, combining, cutting costs, uh, et cetera. And then the other combined uh, observation throughout the whole district would be uh, recreation, PA wilds, fishing, hunting. Here, here's an interesting one. They promote dark skies. <laughs> wow. In, in, in Cherry Springs State Park and, and also in, in Clarion, the Allegheny National Forest, also snowmobiling, hiking, uh, uh, trails, uh, bi uh, bicycle, gravel roads. Uh, had a, a brief time in the Allegheny National Forest. This district has over 500,000 acres of federal forest land 
the Allegheny National Forest. What a resource. Uh, so I'm, I'm traveling, exploring as, as best I can, learning a lot. Uh, there's Army Corps of Engineer dams uh, there. Uh, the, we have the Allegheny River. Um, so it's, it's, it's large, it's diverse, it, it, it's a microcosm of the, of the country. Uh, voter ID. We started to talk about that a little bit. What's your view on how we could uh, verify the people casting ballots or who they say they are? I think they're doing a good job the way they are right now. Signature matchups. Sure, exactly. Uh, next. Okay. Uh, one of our good. <laughs> no, nope, that's okay. It's all good. One of our good listeners says this guy's a typical Democrat. There was fraud in Pennsylvania. It started with changing the election laws in Pennsylvania by the courts, the Secretary of State, and the Governor. Uh, to say there wasn't is naive. Uh, there, there was a in 2020. Pan, there was a pandemic, if I recall, and there was efforts, and it was approved by uh, both parties. Both parties, yeah, yeah. Both parties approved it. Probably uh, once the genie was out of the bottle, it was hard to get part of the genie back into the bottle. Right, but, right. but again, look at these situations. However, I would think there would be some backstops put in under today's sure, traditions. Yeah, let's but go, go back and tweak it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, is are putting dates on the envelope that critical? Let's re- let's resolve it and move on. Both parties mm-hmm. agreed to what in 2020? Oh, oh, agreeing to the mail-in mail ballots, uh, mail-in va- ballots. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. And what's wrong with that? A lot of people. I, I've had people come up to me and say, "Hey, Mike, I've already voted. Good luck." But the governor and the secretary <laughs> of state changed the rules as we as we approach. Yeah. The election. That's what this uh, fellow's talking and about. And the governor adjusted it, and that—that's where the uh, slope became far too slippery. And, yeah. and you know, I, I don't know of any voter, I don't, whichever party, that doesn't want the votes to be legal, meaning all their votes count. Yeah, all it their shouldn't votes be are some counted. grand compromise and, and, either. You know, so it shouldn't be a situation here. Now, if you want to get into how it's done, when it's done, uh, if you have to stand on your head to do it, I mean, stuff like that, then we can we can have discussions. But for the most part, uh, you know, I don't know of anybody who doesn't want to have their vote mean something. Right, right. I, I think the issue might go back to two points. The COVID, the changes, the reaction, the shutdowns, crazy time. And the other one was several months before the 2020 election, the former president, if I lose, it will be rigged. Well, you're hearing that now. Half, half the candidates are saying that. Win or lose, it's But you it's heard rigged. that from the 2016 Democratic person, too. Hillary Clinton made those, those remarks. So both sides play that. But it, it, but it didn't result in what we have now. No. The <laughs> Pennsylvania Supreme Court results in what we have now, which, again, needs to be tweaked, adjusted, so Pennsylvanians' votes count. You've been a mayor, so you're a local politician. Do you think you should be in the room when a uh, woman is making a decision with her doctor about her health care or reproductive rights? Oh, that's my specialty. (laughs) That's what I thought. (laughs) No, again, it's a a medical procedure. It's a medical procedure that should be in the toolbox. Some pregnancy fail. Uh, A good friend wrote an article... Uh, every abortion represents a failure somewhere along the line. 
Right. Are, uh, it's a last resort. Yeah, shame. You don't have to have it. And, and if we prevented them, then we wouldn't be having this discussion. Yeah, one of our good listeners says, shame on us for putting ourselves in a position where abortion is the, is the least worst uh, opportunity for women. No argument there. The Fetterman Oz candidacy and the Fetterman health issues. Your view on that debate? Josh, Fetter, Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman are part of my team. I'm proud to be part of a quality team. I did not see the debate because I was in my own debate, so I didn't want to pass up that opportunity. But uh, I'm proud to be part of uh, that team. Uh, we have a guy that had a health issue. Are we going to stigmatize him? Are we going to uh, discriminate him? He's recovering. Good for him. How, would I? Would you been able to stand up in front of the world at, right after uh, a, a stroke? Um, I, I, I know the uh, you know, experience. My, my mom had a spoke, stroke in her, her later years, and uh, it, it, it's devastating. So good, good job for him. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm uh, doing what I can for the team, and uh, I think it's a you know John John's a good a good choice. I, you know, Oz is how how they you know we're, we're you know talking earlier how you come up with your candidates, but uh, there are roughly 2.4 million registered Republicans in Pennsylvania, right? Okay. They got to go to New Jersey to find one. <laughs> well, that's another. Topic. Ben, you would have you would have been better. I think he met all the criteria to be a U.S. senator. Right. Oh, right, re re that. regardless, but right. but you guys have uh, yeah, you got you got. That seems to be the that's the one thing. He had like Democrats thirty days to spare. Joe too. McGranahan would have been better. Oh, well, he'd be a good senator, I think. But okay, gun laws, <laughs> common sense changes in gun laws that would make us safer. Sure, uh, the universal background checks, red flag. Laws. Let's let's do something. Uh, several days ago, another school shooting. Um, and, and again, let's start looking at the the social and economic costs of this tragedy and this issue. Um, I have a, a report. I could share it with you. Leave it with with you guys. Every year, about five hundred is it billion or million? I, I'd have to check it. Afterwards is the economic cost of, of, of these shootings. Why isn't anybody talking about that? And who absorbs that? We as society and taxpayers. While at the same time, some entity, the manufacturers, are, are making money. There should be some type of uh, uh, community remediation impact fund so after these uh, events that we could have the resources to go back in and uh, repair these towns and uh, lives are devastated and economies are devastated uh, you know the, the, the major breadwinner of, of, of these uh, families and uh, are, are devastated uh, the, the hospitals have to absorb that cost uh, EMTs that, there's there's a lot of cost there so there, there should be no free lunch in, in, in this and the human cost is bad enough the, the, and tragic uh, so there should be no free lunch but you want to give away money to towns that have had a shooting no the, the, it, it should come from the, the manufacturers who are making um, profits on this but are the manufacturers if I buy a vehicle and I have an accident in that vehicle if the vehicle is sound and it, my accountability for bad driving so w where does the shooters become accountable for their actions uh, uh, someone once recommended uh, maybe that there should be required insurance. 
on whose part? Every gun owner. Uh, gun owner. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so you're saying a super fund for right, for right. tragedies, just yeah. like there's environmental yeah. super funds. Exactly. What happened? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. On uh, when you go to get your car service, look at your bill. There's probably a, a line item for the uh, the disposal. Wa- disposal. Yeah. The waste oil. The yeah. antifreeze. Yeah. The tires. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got some callers standing by that want to ask Mike a few questions. Uh, so we'll keep going. Again, your opponent has an open mic, equal equal footing. We'll get Ben in here, so I have the same co-host. Have you ever met G.T. Thompson, or you're at least casually acquainted with Many him? Many times. We had G.T. here in the studio five or six, four, at least three times I was here. Remember, he used to take his dog back and forth to D.C.? I do not remember that. Okay, well, we'll get you some. Uh, All right. I forget. Yeah, memory I'm juice. trying to think of the pill that we can get you to remember. GT used to sit right over there, and he had his dog. He used to go. He was like, Mr. Oh, that Smith. Was Ed, that was Ed Helfrick. Yeah, that's Ed Helfrick. <laughs> yeah, Ed used to visit here. So or maybe it, was, maybe it was Merle. <laughs> Merle might have been here. Okay. Yeah, we've had everybody but Thompson here. <laughs> no, he's been here. I haven't least, forgotten anything twice. in 20 years. All right, 1-800-795-9565. we got three callers lined up. Mike Malasevich is our guest, a Democratic candidate for U.S. Congress. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Rocky Horror. Oh, okay. Rocky. It's only been 30 years. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, just listen to it back in 1982. Sounds great. Thank you, sir. Invisible Man. We're talking about G.T. Thompson, is a Democratic opponent, is here with us today. Mike Malasevich of Lewisburg. You got some callers on the line. Joseph, you are up first. Go right ahead. You're on the mark. Joseph, are you? How do you feel about President Biden uh, forgiving student loans? What's your stand on that? Okay. I have no problem with that. Oh, no problem. Yeah. You have another you question? You said you were in no free lunches. That's a, that's a free lunch, man. Okay. What about me? I borrowed money to start up and get to do things. I paid my bills. Yeah, there were How a lot of people. doesn't give me anything or anybody that, that borrowed money to start a business or anything? All right. When I'm elected, I'll see, what I, I'll see what I can do for you. But uh, well, what about that? I mean, you're teaching kids to violate contracts. You're handing out free money to just a select group of individuals. Why? Why was that a good idea? 
again, uh, economic development. Put okay. it put it in that uh, category. Uh, Is that a free uh, lunch? A lot of PPP loans were uh, uh, for, forgiven. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about President Biden forgiving student loans. Is that a free lunch? Okay, it could be. Yeah, you could argue it. It sure. is. Okay. But All I right. don't say there's no free lunches, sir. <laughs> well, the, defini- the definition of the free lunch is uh, somewhere, is some- free- can I finish? Somewhere, yes. somehow, someone pay- picks up the tab. And that's the point I was trying to make with regard to uh, gun violence, is that we're, we're, we pay, as a society uh, and taxpayers, the, the cost of, of that violence. And so I was proposing, uh, similar to like the tobacco uh, industry, so there's a there's a fee on on tobacco sales that was uh, and there was that that settlement and we also have seen it now with uh, the great work that Josh Shapiro has done with uh, the opioids uh, settlements so so should the universities institutions colleges etc throw a little money into this pot what, regarding what? For the student loan forgiveness. Oh, to help pay it back because yeah. they get a lot of money coming in. Perhaps. Yes. Sure. Okay. All right, Joseph, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> well, You're anyway, uh, you said, uh, I think you said that abortion was a medical procedure. Yes. That's a nice clinical term for murder, isn't it? <laughs> okay. All That's right. your opinion. It, it, it is a medical procedure. All right. You're both right. Okay, thank you so much. All right, 1-800-795-9565. we got about 10 minutes left with Mike Malasevich, and then we're going to switch to open phones. Lance, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You get to talk to Mike Malasevich, who you should already be somewhat acquainted with, I believe. Oh, yeah, somewhat. Why, uh, Mike, what I'm going to ask you to do is uh, try to shame Mark into signing up for green energy. Shame him? You could do that. <laughs> All my electric uh, choices. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I know he's done a lot of uh, work with regards to en- energy efficiency and conservation and sealing things up. but At the house, at my okay. house. Okay, I don't know what... Re- Go ahead. No, really. All he has to do is uh, be... Uh, willing to part with about $30 a month, and you can have all wind or all um, solar. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Why is that not a perfect idea to go strictly solar or wind on your electric choices? Do the math. Do the math. Uh, check your supplier. See, look at the contracts. Do your due diligence. Uh, actually, Mark, I, I used one of your call-ins uh, at my point in the, the debate the other night. Well, we need that's t- that's and education is so important to everything. So here, this was my point. Uh, you remember when the caller uh, started uh, discrediting uh, solar investments because uh, he di- he ran the math and the calculations and because he was paying a dollar fifteen per kilowatt hour and this doesn't work the the numbers are just ridiculous and I, I looked over the, uh, the his numbers and the poor guy could not figure out his price per kilowatt hour no one's paying a dollar fifteen per kilowatt hour he was paying 15 cents oh okay do the math do the math come on that's that's why we need basic education decimal point here and there yeah that makes a difference doesn't it lance we'll give you the last word go right ahead oh man i only got started here (laughs) what i wanted to ask you about is here's old johnny one note again but what about alcohol when we say for the social cost for every 10 people that die from gunshot wounds there's about 23, 25 in any given year that die from alcohol. Con- common sense changes in alcohol laws that would make us safer. Okay, put it on the list. Sure. Yeah, let's see what it is. Yeah, yeah, we could do do that. Yeah, think about it. Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, okay, well, these school shootings. Okay. 
you realize that every 20 days, enough kids under the age of 21 die from alcohol one way or another. And what died in school shootings in 23 years. Well, I think you got his agreement. He's interested in looking at common sense changes in alcohol laws that would make us safer. So sure, I think, put, it, uh, put it on the table. Yep, we'll do it. All right, thank you so much, Lance. Okay. Thanks Still for calling murder, in. though. Okay. I, Dennis, you're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Yes. Go ahead. Yep. Good morning, guys. Um, just to Mr. Modestovich, we talked, you know, I listened to you talk about alternative fuel sources and alternative ways of producing, you know, energy. But today, right now, we have a heating oil crisis. We have a diesel fuel crisis. My uh, natural gas went up 27%, and here in Pennsylvania, we sit on one of the world's biggest supplies. You know, we need to do something now. I mean, this wasn't like this two years ago before COVID hit, of course, and when Trump was in. I mean, what other alternatives? We need something done today before we run out of diesel fuel. We run out of heating oil. So, you know, I'm just sort of throwing that out at you to see what you say about it. That was my point. The main thing that we all can do immediately today is efficiency and conservation. When the price of energy goes up, you have to now reconsider. Is it now more economic sense to add three, six more inches of insulation in your attic? Do the math. When was, did, have you ever had an energy audit? What type of fuel are you using? I've been in the energy business for 35 years. I have removed hundreds of fuel oil tanks that were leaking. Do you have an underground tank? Is it leaking? Okay. The technology, a lot of people have gotten away from uh, heating oil. In the 70s, during the first OPEC oil embargo, OPEC, Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, we were caught off guard. And and the North, especially the Northeast, had a lot of uh, reliance on heating oil. Fewer and fewer people are using heating oil. Do the math, look at the conversion, efficiency, tune-ups. That is all something we can do. We all can't go out and drill a well and start digging coal and, and, and fracking, but we all can reduce our, 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 our demand on, on the system and be a good consumer. Here's another suggestion. If you're still on fuel oil, one of the uh, creative ideas that came out of the 70s is, is form a fuel oil purchasing co-op. Buy it in a quantity, cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do something. Uh, Don't just stand there. Right. Do yeah. Something. Well, yeah. Well, here you were you were asking for uh, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. Um, so yeah, look look at your heating system. Do the calculations for alternative uh, suppliers. Right. Uh, well, LEDs. I, if you're not using LED lights and still uh, using incandescents, you're, you're you're in the dark ages. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree. And I a uh, few thank, years thank back, you. I had the most efficient gas furnace put in and. Had new roof put on, insulation, new chimney. I mean, I've done good, everything good. to sort of keep my house up to good. Snuff, you good know. job. All right, good, thank great, you so great. much, Dennis. Good, thank, thank you, thank you. you. All right, Ray is our next caller. Go ahead, Ray. You're on the mark from Lewisburg. Thanks for calling in. Yes, I uh, have one question, and that's just on the student loan. And he said that he's for this, and it's fair. That's a big example of the Democratic Party. You know what I mean? Come on. Is that fair? I put two daughters through college. I didn't get anything. That's fair. Uh, so and did 35 I. I years, I, listen, 35 years of oil use? You better do the numbers, buddy. Look what I'm paying. I, 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 pay, I paid you my... You better do the numbers. I, I Not, pay, do you tell him to do the numbers? Oh, boy. You're on the wrong side. No. Okay. Uh, I paid my loan. 
loan off? You, oh, well, I paid my loan off too. Does that mean we can't help others? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of subsidies across this uh, system, and if, as soon as we start to help someone that you don't agree with, doesn't mean that they're they're not justified. Well, anyway, regardless, it's in the court system, so it may yeah. or, it may the, or may not happen. So be in the court system, and again, I go back to the institutions that might have a, a bearable uh, side of this. Right. Also, well, actually, here's something I I, I learned on on the campaign trail. Um, there, uh, the uh, the state. Uh, universities that, that are now uh, combining their, mm -hmm. their resources, for instance, mm -hmm. Mansfield, Lock Haven, Bloom. Bloomsburg. Yep. Uh, and this can work for, for other uh, college uh, education and, and community colleges where the districts will form, the school districts uh, will form uh, a, con a consortium in order to provide, uh, if those students from those schools in those local areas go to those local schools, they will receive uh, a discount. Mm -hmm. Okay, not a free lunch, a discount. Mm -hmm. And so the, the local students will go to the local colleges, keep the local colleges full, and then they're more likely to stay in the area to continue to raise families and uh, create jobs and, and provide uh, employment for employers. One of our good listeners says signatures. Oh, I'm sorry, Ray's not done yet. Ray, you get the last word. Go right ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry for getting excited. I'm just, like everybody else, I'm just getting tired of paying these high prices and everybody has a better idea of what's going on. I guess I should go home and light a candle today. Uh, the cavalry is coming November 8th. Is it? I yes. hope so. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks for calling yeah. in. All right, Joanne, last caller with our good candidate. Good morning. Oh, I got you. Okay, hold on, Joanne. We're going to talk to you in one quick second. Uh, you're, you're, this is Joanne Stair, your uh, scheduled guest. So let's hold on just one second. Hold on. Mike will give you the last word. Please go right ahead. <laughs> the last word. Okay, uh, less than two weeks to go in the election. I am asking uh, reasonable, rational voters, Republicans and independents. We have seen a lot of extremism on, on one side. It's crazy. I am part of a good team with uh, Fetterman and Shapiro and local candidates, uh, Amanda Waldman, Denise Maris. We have doing, been doing good work. We are not bringing extremism. We are basically asking people to renounce the craziness and let's get to some moderation. Let's work together and we can get back to solving problems. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Mike Malasevich has been throughout the 15th district, uh, not only by vehicle, um, not only by car or small truck, but uh, bicycle as well. So he's been all over the place on some of the new trails and has been all over this this whole district. 15th district, uh, running against G.T. Thompson, who has an open mic here anytime to come on the Sunrise and on the Mark both. We'd love to hear from him uh, Mary's today. Mary's the endless tap. Mm -hmm. uh, what, do you want to go there? No, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no. Did, right. you, did you stop you by there? Actually, I did. Good. You never and never bring these two oh, back together uh, the, again. The, 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 uh, the borough of Clarion also has some nice microbreweries, okay. and you'll appreciate this. I almost uh, there, there was an abandoned dry cleaner nearby. Oh, geez. so I was I was trying to help the local constituents. All right, moving on. Bring Thank you so much, Mike. You're Thanks welcome. For Good in. job. We'll be Good right job. Back Thanks. With Thanks, Joanne listeners. Shortly. <laughs> That's, a, that's right, Ben. 
All right. Uh, getting exciting. 11 more days. Oh, I am everywhere. Um, between Northumberland County and Schuylkill County, we're putting miles on every single day. I have a morning session and I have an evening session, and I am out around um, all all different types of people. We're, you know, working with the veterans. We're working with... Um, um, the children, I mean, we're all over the place between Halloween parties and, and different events. The GOP event uh, was just the other night, but fundraisers uh, for our other Republican candidates. Uh, it's been nonstop. It, it's exhausting, but it's um, very rewarding, and it has been um, an amazing, amazing six months. Now, one of our, our guests that was just here, a Democratic candidate for office, indicated that he thought the signature identification verification for voters was sufficient. What's your view on voter identification in Pennsylvania? You're running for the state house. If elected, uh, probably when elected might be a realistic way to say it. Uh, you'll get a say about this in Harrisburg. Well, I definitely think voter identification is important. Um, we need identification to buy a pack of cigarettes. We need identification to buy beer. Uh, certainly, uh, that is very important, that we would uh, identify who we are. I think the Republicans uh, in Harrisburg just, uh, they well, they uh, gathered together and have a thing. We just found out 255,000 unverified mail-in ballots just went out. Very unverified. That's, you know, that's the hub of corruption right there. I don't understand uh, how stuff like that can continue to go on if we want a free and fair election. I know, Joanne, uh, stopping by some of your events and seeing the crowds there, and you're in a little bit of a, a different type of race, uh, meaning that, uh, you know, the Democrats have put a candidate in to the situation. It wasn't quite the normal, if there is any normal primary processes anymore. But uh, so you've had a, a bit of a, a, a different type of candidacy, meaning that you were somewhat of the front runner going in. It is a Republican district, but I know one issue that uh, you will uh, stand by, and, and, and I want to say, you know, out of your cold, dead hands, but uh, the Second Amendment is very close to your heart. Absolutely. I am endorsed by the uh, Gun Owners of America. I really feel strongly about uh, protecting our Second Amendment when we have people like Fetterman releasing rapists and murderers out in our community, and they come back to us and tell us they want to unarm us. It's pretty ridiculous uh, that we should not have the uh, Second Amendment protecting our rights to protect our families and our homes. Now, you talk about eliminating some property taxes. How would this work? Where would we make up the revenue, or, or would we need to explain this idea? I remember you talked about that last time, eliminating some property taxes. Well, I think it would have to be a statewide um, initiative. Uh, you know, it's um, unconstitutional that if we would start with the elderly or with uh, a certain group of people, that would make it unconstitutional that we could just say, we're going to take the elderly people off the school tax roll or we're going to take the disabled off the school tax roll. You know, I would want to look into some information to find out how we could uh, get around that there. As it is right now, it's unconstitutional to just put, uh, pick out a certain group of people. Uh, it would be denying a constitutional right to 
say maybe somebody like myself who's not elderly, haha, uh, that that would not benefit from that uh, amendment or something like that. So you know, there's different ways to look into this. I think when I get down to Harrisburg, hopefully cross cross my fingers uh, when I get down there, uh, just to do your homework and do a lot of fact finding and see what has been tried. Uh, but we absolutely need relief. Uh, you know, this year with the price of oil and diesel fuel and uh, even our electricity, uh, you know, some of these poor souls just aren't going to be able to make it. They're going to pay their heating bill and do without food. They're going to do without food um, or medicine. Uh, and I think, you know, opening up our energy independence again is going to be a good start. How do we do that on a state level versus, you know, with the... Um, executive orders from Biden, you know, how do we get our show on the road again with our energy independence? I think just some fact-finding, some good homework, look into it, you know, align yourself with like-minded people who, you know, have your similar goals um, in alignment. And I, I looked, and of course you had a uh, you had a mission statement, or you had certain uh, highlighted missions uh, for your agenda going in, and one of them very interesting. And you look at uh, Pennsylvania, and, and Pennsylvania's agricultural business is is huge, and potentially uh, on the uh, House of Representatives and the Congress side, if the election goes like we're seeing it, uh, G. T. Thompson will be chair of the Agricultural Committee in the House, which is a big deal for Pennsylvania. However, you looked at government regulations that are inefficient for not just small businesses, but for the agribusinesses and the farmers. And people don't realize Schuylkill County, Northumberland County, has a lot of agribusiness in it. Right. Well, agriculture and coal business, I mean, it's been the backbone of our communities, uh, you know, since the beginning of time here. Uh, um, you know, I, I just think um, looking into what DEP is doing as far as some of the regulations that are strangling our agriculture uh, as well as our coal businesses, you know, ha coming up with regulations that are almost, you know, they, they just can't do them. They can't meet the mark uh, and, you know, to be fined and tie their hands with regulations. I think we need to deregulate uh, some of these things, you know, you talk to different people about carbon footprints, you know, everybody says, oh, it monitors the amount of carbon you're using, but I said, okay, so what's it worth? You know what I mean? Can I sell my carbon footprints? Can I do, nobody really has a good answer. Everybody's saying, your carbon footprint. It's like, well, how much are these carbon footprints worth? Can I sell them? Can I buy them? You know, and uh, what the consumers are, you know, um, you know, and farmers and coal miners and, and what, how much they are allowed for carbon footprints. Uh, so, you know, working with the um, Farm, Farm Bureau, different things, I don't think we should be competing with clean energy monies uh, for our farmland. I think we need to be a little more conservative with that. Um, but uh, you know, to actually pin down any specific instance, I'm all for deregulating, but uh, we need to uh, look into to see where our farmers need help, where our coal miners need help, and, uh, you know, nobody cares more about the land and the water as far as a conversation, um, 
conservation standpoint than the farmers. It's their bread and butter. They need to protect their land. So they're we're not out just messing up the land for, um, you know, to make a quick buck. We need to conserve this land and uh, make sure we're continuing forward with our farming communities that uh, it's going to be viable in years to come. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Very much appreciated. We'll give you an additional remark. You have an open mic here anytime, as you have up to now and in the future. Uh, anything or what else to add, to Joanne, please? Uh, well, I just think, you know, with our economy on it is, I think that's going to be a big uh, conversation on the ballot on November 8th. I think we need to um, renew our energy independence. Uh, we need to get back to our constitutional rights, uh, these mandates and mask mandates and now vaccine mandates that are the CDC's recommended for our children. Um, my campaign has been run on, uh, you know, keep your hands off our children with the CRT and the gender identity and all the other uh, general issues that we're going to get down there. We're going to find out a good solution when you represent um you know, a district like the 107th, you want to make sure that all people are heard. You represent the independents, you represent the Democrats, you represent the Republicans. Uh, my conservative issues and my Second Amendment um, diehard stand uh, will we'll continue and help me make kind of those decisions. So uh, I'm looking forward to um, in 11 days winning uh, this election and getting down to Harrisburg and getting to work. All right. Well, good luck. And thank okay. you so Thanks, much Joanne. for calling in. Feel free thank to stop. Thank you very, in. very much. Thank you for your time, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you. And you get producer credits for that. You saw her out and about and encouraged her to call in. Uh, we have some other folks, but uh, no, a very interesting candidate. And remember, she was not the uh, hand-picked uh, <laughs> from the old boys network. And right. she stood up and and made up, uh, won that uh, primary and be very interesting. And I think more self-made people, it doesn't matter, male, female, but people who have been out in the working world, if we can send them to Harrisburg and or Washington, I think we might have uh, better results and for she, us back here she in She had districts. a very pivotal uh, campaign on the mark appearance <laughs> four months ago, and that slung-shot her into uh, fame. So, slingshotted? Uh, slingshot? I think uh, she's, into she's in the lead and right. could be in Harrisburg. Yep. That be was in a Harrisburg. pivotal moment. Yeah. Alright, we got one caller waiting. We'll have time for one more caller. We got tons of emails and texts. Yes. This is probably the most texted show ever. I'm sorry I, I couldn't get the thing rebooted. We have a slight computer issue here that's affecting some things, but we're working it's on Halloween. it. Halloween. That's it. Alright, we'll be right back and then we got a caller standing by, but we'll take more comers. one 800 there's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Thank <laughs> you. 
scary. Wow. Yeah. This from a man who loves dressing up in costumes. Yes. Matt Catrillo, our fabulous producer, doing a good job Clicking today. Clacking around. Well, we have time for one more caller. 1-800-795-9565. Let's get to these emails. One of our listeners says, thousands and thousands of abortions a year. Everyone else paying for other people's student loans. Billions of dollars going to the Ukraine. Gas prices skyrocketing. Inflation out of control. Interest rates soaring. Do the math. It's a fair email. Uh, Mr. Again, uh, what are we doing in Ukraine? Are we, are we Mr. helping? Are we hurting? We abating From the Doug. Russians. But Another listener mm. says, uh, yeah, voter signatures, that's not sufficient. Says, signatures to verify voter ID? Are you kidding me? Currently, you, you, currently you sign that electronic pad where I can't even recognize my own signature. Yeah, I agree well, with that. Well, Mark, let's say, okay, when you and I registered to vote and we signed, we were in our 20s. I mean, now we're in our 40s, mm-hmm. so our signature might have changed, right? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, <laughs> so of our listeners did not like Mike Malasevich. One listener says there's nothing reasonable about his policy proposals. He needs to go down to defeat along with Fetterman and Shapiro. He sure sounds arrogant. Another listener says penalizing an industry for the criminal misuse of scum. Are you going to do the same for the car industries and every other industries whose products are used? Mm, uh, they are trying. Uh, Beware. Get him Joseph student loan forgiveness is picked up by the taxpayer. Um, not sure what they're saying, but they are saying that uh, Joseph uh, may have had a point when he said student loan forgiveness is actually picked up by the taxpayer. It doesn't just disappear. Uh, another listener says, sure, glad I'm not in Mike's district. I hope the people do uh, that do are really listening to his words and how he wants to restrict their freedom and take something. Uh, let's and everything see. Everything else sort of is the same. All right. This guy's proving he's a leftist fool with every word he's uttering. Always punish the law-abiding for the actions of criminal. Uh, he'd make the vom. I'm not <laughs> sure what they said, but we ran out of characters yep, there. Sure. 150 characters, and um, yeah, so that's. So that. what, what? I mean, obviously, uh, I, I was traveling out of the state, so I did not see the Fetterman debate. Oz debate, but certainly heard the analysis, and I'm sort of amazed how different groups can come up with different scenarios <laughs> until you see where the groups are. But on the other hand. Uh, talking to a Democrat who told me, he goes, uh, if I could quote some people, he goes, we're, we're in big heap trouble. So uh, the scenario being, I, I go back to this, uh, John Fetterman, in my opinion and my research and knowing a little bit here and a little bit there, uh, not from one of our callers, I certainly don't know everything. Maybe, Mark, you do. And especially as in, in as fate would have it, I do know everything. Okay, That's well, funny good. you would so say that. So then the guy from Milton can call you about that. But uh, uh, you know, John Fetterman was a average to below average mayor of Braddock. Braddock is not any better since Fetterman left. It wasn't any better when he when he was there to the for the most part, marginal things, but he was a horrendous lieutenant governor. And I do not see ads with Governor Wolf. I do not see ads with Senator Casey. Uh, I, I did hear Casey's remarks and Toomey's remarks, but I will say this. 
I mean, if I was Bob Casey or Bobby Casey, I would want Fetterman in so I could stay in the majority. Because you, if you're in the minority in Washington, you're really uh, sort well, of. We talked about this week. Yeah. Subtle reasons you'll vote for one or the other. Yeah, but uh, but believe me, if if John Fetterman's a U.S. senator from Pennsylvania, and let's say they are in the majority, Pennsylvania will have the two lowest ranking senators to get things done in in Washington. I mean, and Bobby Casey's been there a long time, and he hasn't even moved up the ladder when it comes to uh, being in the majority. If they're in the minority, then Pennsylvania will have little to no say down there, and that's the reality of, of, of how it works. All right, on the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Find out tons more about them at sunburymotors.com. They have two locations, and Ben's been to both of them. Uh, one is on North 4th Street in Sunbury. That's where his car came from, and the other, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The Kia dealership. Have you ever been to the Kia dealership? Mm-hmm, I was times. actually only there one time. It was a Kia dealership when it was called the Biff Burger. Okay, well, it's evolved a little bit since mm-hmm. then, although the fries are still good. Uh, the quick well, ask for the sauce. Uh, They'll give you a little sauce Biff in your sauce. car. Yeah, if, you, if you buy a car, ask uh, uh, I got Ernie and there. those guys down there for <laughs> the uh, for the uh, sauce. We got to go to the quick lane on North 4th Street in <laughs> Sunbury as well. They remodel the waiting room with a free Wi-Fi, or you can just go out and look at your next vehicle. Or you're getting your vehicle worked on. They do state inspections. They'll pump you up with nitrogen Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, SunburyMotors.com is their website. Please check out our sponsor. Next week, we got more political candidates. Yes, you should. Denise Maris is going to be on Sunrise. She's running in the 76th district that reaches down into Union County next year. Amanda Waldman mm-hmm. got a call in running in the 9th district, Congressman Muser's current district. Uh, we'll hear from Congressman Muser as well during On the Mark next week. And uh, you got your high school football, Penn State tomorrow. You got World Series and uh, way to go, Lady Seals Field Hockey yesterday. Yeah, amen. Good luck in the districts. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury.